Radio MD. RadioMD.com. Hear it from the doctor with expert guests from the American Academy of Pediatrics. It's Healthy Children. Now, our favorite mom, Melanie Cole, MS. Welcome to Healthy Children, brought to you by the American Academy of Pediatrics. Today we're talking about building resiliency for these winter months and COVID times that we're all living in. I'm Melanie Cole and joining me today is Dr. Anisha Abraham. She's board certified pediatrician and adolescent health specialist with 25 years of global experience. And she's also a spokesperson for the American Academy of Pediatrics. And please do not miss her other podcast, which in which we talked about cross-cultural kids fascinating topic. So please check that one out after you're done listening to this one. Today, we're talking about resilience. Dr. Abraham, welcome to the show. First, I'd like you to kind of give us a working definition. What does it mean to be resilient? And when we're talking in terms of our kids, what does that mean? Well, thank you, Melanie, for having me on the show. And the concept of resilience, I think, is a really important one, particularly now where young people are facing so many challenges related to COVID and loss of routines and potentially not being in school and not being able to travel or to see loved ones. Uh, So coming back to what is resilience, um, it's certainly this ability to handle life's challenges um, and disappointments um, and frustrations. And um, I actually say that one of the biggest predictors in life um, is not having you know top grades or getting into the best university or having the perfect job, but it's really this ability to get back up on your feet um, after experiencing um, a challenge or disappointment. Um, it's this concept of having bounce. And it's something that you're not inherently born with, but certainly something that we can build and support our kids to do. And I can um, truly say that the pandemic um, is probably a very good opportunity, um, as challenging as it has been for parents to help kids um, to build on this concept of resilience or having bounce. Wow. And that's a great definition of it. And having bounce. I love the way that you put it. Now, you have a moniker for parents. So so (laughs) tell us what that is and how it helps us to identify these ways that we can build resilience, not only in our kids at this point in these unprecedented times, but certainly in ourselves as well, right? Because we can't help our kids, especially as women, unless we help ourselves, put our own masks on as it was. So isn't that, you know, ironic? But tell us what this moniker is and what it means to us. Well, I put together some tips and a very simple way to remember it. So if you recall that old Aretha Franklin song, um, when it comes to COVID-19 and young people, I say, let's give them a little R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Um, and the R in this stands for routines and maintaining it, the E for expectations, the S for strengths, uh, the P for positive behaviors, the E for engagement, uh, the C for cheers, and the T for technology. And we can certainly talk about that just a little bit more. Well, then let's do that. Tell us how all of those apply to what we can do in our daily lives, because right now, we're all suffering in our own ways, right? We've all got yes. our own mishigas as it was, things that are <laughs> that are special to us or more difficult for us, right? And we see what's going on. And as we're trying to learn empathy and teach our kids empathy, 
Resilience, I think, in my own personal opinion, goes along with that. So tell us how this moniker of yours can help us in our day-to-day to identify the things that we may need to build up in our children to help them with this resiliency. Well, to start with the R, I say that routines are really important um, in, in supporting young people. Maintaining a routine gives kids a sense of stability in our own house where we have preteens, we have a schedule, which includes when they're going to have their online school hours, meal times, um, probably having some non-digital time and exercise, also some chores. And I can certainly say we've had our own share of eye rolls and some drama, but it creates a framework for the day. And kids really do need that structure and that stability. Uh, for teens, um, having um, a little bit more of their need for independence and creating their own paths for learning can be important, but certainly, again, encouraging them to get physical activity and breaking their assignments into smaller ones is still uh, important. So coming back to those routines and that structure is really useful. Uh, the next point would be E for expectations. And um, what I know is that it's really been difficult for families. Many young people are coming in saying that they're feeling stressed and frustrated. This is a really important time for us as adults and parents just to realize we're not going to perhaps get the same level of work done at home and to lower our expectations for ourselves that things are going to be perfect, um, but also to maybe lower expectations in terms of what our kids may be able to accomplish. So our child or teen may not be working at the same pace or the same intensity. I can certainly say in my own personal experience, um, one of my own kids is really struggling with this online experience. This is not his primary way of engaging and he finds it really difficult. So our own kids sometimes um, can have different ways of experiencing this. Um, and of course, on top of that, they're dealing with things like cancellations and in terms of uh, activities and milestones. And their social lives. Absolutely, which is enormous if you're working with young people. It's enormous, <laughs> yeah. So just remembering just to stress a little bit less on those assignments and those practices and all of the other things that we think our kids need to do right now. And remembering at the end of the day, what we really, what they're gonna remember and what we need to be focused on is their well-being and coming back to how they're feeling and validating those emotions um, and decreasing again those expectations. Um, the other piece I want to mention, this is something I feel so personally um, passionate about as a pediatrician, is the concept of strengths. And every young person has a natural interest, whether it's in the music or arts or writing. So building on those strengths is a wonderful way to help kids to develop resilience to handle those life challenges. Um, one of my teen patients um, is a budding illustrator, and he has spent um, the last couple of months creating these wonderful drawings every day. Um, another one is um, using TikTok videos to talk about the importance of the COVID vaccine. There's so many things that are out there that kids can do. Um, so I think this is a really important thing to come back to is what are those natural passions or interests that they have and using this platform to really build on their strengths. Wow, what great advice. And I love TikTok myself. And uh, like you, I, I mean, I have a 20-year-old, almost 21, and an 18-year-old. And she's having a little trouble, not as much with school, but her more trouble is with the social situation. And we're trying right now to, you know, build that ability to, you know, you can't really go out with your friends right now. Right. And this is her right. senior year in high school. So I hear you there because it's definitely not exactly that easy. So while we're concerned about their mental health, right? Yes. We're concerned about all of our mental health. Where does resiliency, gratitude, empathy, 
all of these things fit into this mental health picture that we're trying to help our children with at this point? Well, I think that's a really important piece of what we need to be doing. And certainly my next point, which is really the P in the mnemonic has to do with positive behaviors. And I'll just say that kids learn from adults when it comes to how to react to new challenges. And so it's really important for us as parents and caregivers to be modeling positive ways to stay healthy and to handle uncertainty, but also to model tolerance and gratitude and kindness. And so um, building in our own ways, as you mentioned, taking putting that oxygen mask on and taking care of ourselves first, um, and then of course, ensuring that our kids are doing the same. So making sure we're exercising and eating healthy to boost our immunity, we're staying connected with our loved ones. Um, and as I said, um, taking time to also be kind to others. Um, so volunteering, you know, being active in the community, seeing where others are having challenges and, and looking at ways to give back. This is a really important time for us to be showing that to our own kids and ensuring that they can do that. Um, gratitude, I think, is a really important uh, concept um, that our kids need to be building in right now into their lives and can certainly be so protective when they're handling challenges. Well, I agree with you there because, it, as you say, it can be protective, right? If you feel blessed, if you feel lucky, if you feel like you've really are going to come out of this on the other side, it helps you to set aside some of your own worries and show more concern for other people and what they're going through. And that does help to mitigate some of our own worries. So tell us what else. Well, the next point um, is has to do with engagement. And that is reminding our children and teens that they have the responsibility to protect themselves and others. For example, their grandparents and elderly neighbors by proper hand washing and maintaining social distance. And this is a really difficult one, particularly in my work with young people who right now are just really tired of not being able to see their peers. I mean, this is a, you know, a group where they get a lot of benefit from seeing their friends on a regular basis. So not being able to have parties or gatherings or to do things in that same social way can be really challenging. But at the end of the day, it is our responsibility as parents and adults to ensure that we um, get our young people to understand why it's so important to keep our community healthy. And again, really um, ensuring that they know that um, in time we will have a vaccine, you know, things will improve. But till then, we still need to put in all those wonderful public health measures that we've been talking about to ensure that we ourselves plus our larger community stays healthy. What about self-care? Where does that fit in? As moms, we kind of think to ourselves, okay, it's my night. Leave me alone. Glass of wine. Maybe I'll do a mask. <laughs> Watch, call the midwife. Do something that makes me feel good. And leave me alone a bit. But what about for our kids? Do they practice self-care? Because I think, well, exercise, I'm an exercise physiologist, Dr. Abraham. And, and so when it's hard for me to get my kids even to exercise during this cloistering that we're all in, you know, it seems like TikTok and Instagram and all of these things take up so much of their time. But self-care means something different right now. Yes. And as I mentioned, when we talk about positive behaviors, we do need to take time to take care of ourselves. Um, and then, as I mentioned, also then to model this to our own kids. And so many young people are coming in because they are feeling stressed or depressed or anxious. And it's really important to ensure that they are um, taking time to build what I call um, having 
um, their own stress, um, anti-stress toolkit, um, those things that are going to help them to handle those challenges, whether that includes getting out and going for a run or for a hike or um, going biking, whatever they can do to kind of build up those endorphins and to feel good um, for that moment and to be able to handle those other challenges. It can also include things like yoga or mindfulness. And as I mentioned, just connecting um, with another friend or family member. So that self-care piece is really, really important right now. Um, it cannot be stressed enough because young people and adults are so stressed. And along those lines, I'd also add, uh, just add that this concept of cheers, um, which is the C in the mnemonic, is focusing on when our kids are doing something right, because too often we focus on when our kids are doing something wrong. So just taking a moment to uphold them and praise them um, if they are, for example, picking up their dirty laundry or they're helping out their sibling or they're doing something that, um, again, um, is, is positive. So taking that time to uphold each other and, and to cheer them and, and to be positive um, is so important. And then the final piece that I would just add when it comes to self-care and certainly um, when it comes to handling the situation is knowing that technology has been actually really helpful for young kids. And as a pediatrician, I'm asked quite often, well, what do we do about kids that are on social media and they're on their phones and they're on devices? And I'll just say that um, young people tell me, and we certainly know from research, that being able to be connected through technology is, in fact, very protective right now. And it's a really wonderful way for young people to again, be able to communicate with their friends that are out there. So and being able to support that, maybe decrease our threshold a little bit in terms of how long they stay on it is really important. Um, also realizing that there is some benefit from having some non-digital time um, where they can come off of those devices as well and trying to kind of build that into their routine can be useful. But um, also just, again, thinking about the idea that technology can be very helpful right now. It can be. And, and I can see certainly both sides. Do you have any final thoughts for parents during COVID, during these winter months when some of us are kind of, you know, all potting up together and staying in the house and not going out and maybe getting away from each other a little, angers flare, tensions rise, and kind of we all splinter and retreat to our rooms. So how would you like us to come together so that we can tolerate this storm that we're in and get through the winter months so we can see the sunshine again? Well, I would say that, um, of course, using some of the concepts we just talked about with routines and expectations and strengths, uh, also the positive behaviors, engagement, the cheers and technology, all of those can help. I'm a huge believer in having family rituals, going for a family hike um, as ways to connect with children and with teenagers, um, certainly also setting up family uh, discussions um, or family where you can talk to your kids about what might be going right and what might be going wrong as a way to express, um, again, where there might be differences or uh, frustration. Uh, at the end of the day, I also think this is a very important time for parents to have conversations with their kids because conversations are so protective and create connections. So thinking about these things I think are really useful and the final piece I would just add as a pediatrician is that if for any reason you have a child or a teenager that is feeling down or sad on a regular basis, not eating or drinking normally, is um, you know sleeping all the time, has at all mentioned um, the idea of feeling depressed or thinking about dying, um, these are all perhaps red flags that this is a child that might be having a harder time. 
and certainly taking the time to ask them very specifically about these issues, certainly getting another adult um, person to perhaps connect with them. And again, this is a really important time to think about the fact that um, there are professionals to include pediatricians or psychologists or other health professionals that can also be very helpful. And because we're doing so much with telemedicine, um, this may be an opportunity to connect virtually um, if you can't bring uh, a young person into the office. Um, but certainly knowing that there are a lot of uh, other resources out there if you are struggling at home. Great information. And that's really good advice for any parent. And I know for me personally, I've been watching for just those exact red flags. And I've seen a few of them. And as a result, we reached out to our pediatrician. So parents, don't be afraid to do that. I encourage you to do that. It's just so important. And that's what's going to help our kids build resiliency and be stronger and get the help that they may need. And there's no shame in that. There's no weakness in that. We all need a little extra help right now. So Share this show, share it with your friends and family, anybody who needs to hear this great advice that Dr. Abraham has given us today on ways that we can help our kids through this. I'm Melanie Cole, and you can listen on Spotify, iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Play, but we want you to listen at RadioMD.com. So for Healthy Children, the American Academy of Pediatrics and Radio MD, stay well.